Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I officially have hit old man status. Like pulled the calf muscle running on the treadmill on Saturday, Mike. And I'll do like jump on for 10 seconds and then jump off or jump on for 15 seconds and then jump off for 20 seconds. That's how I kind of do my little workouts. And yeah, something went wrong. I blew a gasket. You jump on the treadmill while it's moving. Yes. And you're on it for 15 seconds at a 3% incline at 12 and a half miles per hour. And then you jump off. Yes. Could be a problem. Jump huh? back on. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was painful. Oh, that was painful. Look painful. Roger Goodell's evil twin brother. Down. Landing face first on the treadmill and being thrust into the weight bench. Oh, I could watch that over and over again. And I did. Yeah. Think about how much you'd enjoy it if it actually was me, man. I'd be scared to see how how much you'd be smiling and laughing. Jeez. I I just, I I never know what is going to show up at the top of the hour. And uh, the conversation from yesterday, Chris injured his calf muscle. And and here's the problem. You are not nearly as accessible via email or at all via email. Right. If people want to chime in and interact with you, they have to do it on Twitter. So I'm the one who interacts with folks via email. And I'm the one who gets all the emails suggesting remedies for your calf, how you can avoid it Very in nice. the future, right. and other various input and reactions to your hot takes. Aaron Rodgers isn't as good of a leader as Tom Brady. And <laughs> and, and all of it, all of it, I, I, I need to yeah. just have like a default that searches through my emails. And anytime Sims is mentioned it just needs to automatically go to your email address and i'm to, not even sure i have your email address no yeah do you i mean i wonder if you do i don't use I think it much it's somewhere yeah i I'm have sh- it somewhere i'm sure you do but like I, I yeah i i try to avoid doing a ton of email i don't know how you deal with it how many different lines of damn communication do we need you can call me you can text me 
I mean, what else? Uh, you want me to give him your phone number? I'll yeah. give him your phone number. No, thank you. I don't want to deal with any of them. I'm glad. I'm trying to keep it all private. I don't know how you do that. I really don't. I'm like always amazed by your ability to kind of conversate with so many different people on so many different platforms. I don't have the energy for it, and I just can't keep up with it. That's the biggest thing. I, email drives me I crazy. I can tell you, uh, on a day like today, yeah. when I've heard from a bunch of people who are concerned about your stupid-ass calf muscle, I don't know why I do it. I know how I do it because you're a good. I don't know why friend. I do it. You're my work wife. That's what you're supposed to do. It's very nice to you. You're very nice to me that way. Well, I got <laughs> I got plenty of advice for how you can fix your calf muscle and and avoid that kind of a calamity. <laughs> don't do that. My God, the back end of it. What's wrong with that weight bench that it just collapses on someone when it rolls into it? I think that's a defective weight bench. I think they need to. I, you, we I mean, call the, the, the treadmill. The guy That's next Paul to Paul Burmeister him. next to you. Paul Burmeister's just letting you crash into he, the weights. Look he at doesn't him. even care. He's like, that guy, is he dead? Okay, he's not. Let's keep running. <laughs> I got to burn calories <laughs> gotta get, here. I got to get my miles in. He could have cared Completely less. unaffected. He's in the zone. He's got to work on that stride, too. He's not really cranking yeah, it very hard, so he can't pull, claim that's the excuse. calf muscle. <laughs> All right. Um, let's, uh, let's get Talk to some it. football. It's, Tuesday. Let's talk some football. There's plenty of football to talk about, even though the top story continues to be the top story. Aaron Rodgers isn't talking, but now current teammates are, specifically current teammates, specifically Devontae Adams. He did some media rounds yesterday, and uh, he, he initially said he's behind Aaron Rodgers 100%. Okay, fine. He's your quarterback. Of course you're going to be behind him 100%. What are you going to say? I completely disagree with what he's doing. I object to how he's conducting his business. That wouldn't help. That wouldn't be useful. I, teammates support teammates. Quarterback supports sure. receiver. Receiver supports quarterback. At that part of it, I wasn't surprised by at all. I'm behind him 100%. I would expect most of his teammates to say that if they were asked about it on the record. Yeah, well, I, I agreed. I mean, that that's kind of like common code, right? With your teammates in the locker room, your workmates, whatever it is. You're always going to try to be that good teammate, good support friend, like, hey, I'm behind you with whatever you got to deal with in business. I'm here to support you. So that is part of it. But, I, I mean, of course, I, I think there's more to it than just that because, yeah, they got a special connection. Devontae Adams and Rodgers has been really special the last three years. Last year, it might have been the most special combination in football. I mean, Devontae Adams, he doesn't want to see Aaron Rodgers leave. He knows that's going to be a huge part of where his legacy goes from here, whether Aaron Rodgers is there, what they can continue to do, and can they continue to have years where he gets 15, 18 you know, receptions and all those things. And even with Devontae Adams, Mike, I'll just say this too. like he's, he, he's Even though he plays receiver, he realizes they haven't given him the greatest support in the world as far as Aaron Rodgers. And honestly, Mike, I bet you Devontae Adams at times is a little bit like, hey, I wouldn't mind if we got a Robin in here. To, you know, I'm Batman, and get me a Robin. Get a number two guy. Take some pressure off of me so the, the bright lights aren't always on me in big games to take me away. So he understands, I think, the situation in totality. And, of course, like you said, he's going to support his guy. Or another Batman. I mean, Tyreek Or another Batman, right. You're right. Batman and Batman is better than Batman and Robin. <laughs> it is. It definitely is. Yes. Two Batmans beat a Batman and a Robin. No doubt. No, you're right. But I think he probably realizes that. You know, again, we've gone over this a few times. I feel like re recently it's come up organically. But like Batman, Robin, Batman, Batman, whatever. You go through the great receivers in football and history. They had another guy there with them. You know, 
Jerry Rice had John Taylor. He was damn good. I mean, Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce, Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. So it's not like there's not enough footballs to go around to get these guys catches. So I think Devontae Adams probably realizes the big picture there, too, to go, wait, they're not supporting Rodgers. Now they're messing up my future here and what I can do as far as getting a legacy here in the NFL. And he probably also realizes, wait, we're not capitalizing on what we could really be in a greatest show on turf type of offense with this quarterback and me at receiver and do all those things. He probably feels like they're leaving some potential out there every year, too. Another thing that Devontae Adams said, and th this reminds me of the report last week from Mike Garofolo of NFL Media there and Rodgers was telling teammates who were due to become free agents, hey, I may not be here. Well, Aaron Rodgers after, or, or excuse me, Devontae Adams after 2021 is due to become a free agent. Yeah. So regardless of what Aaron Rodgers said last year, Enough is happening now that Devontae Adams needs to factor Rodgers' presence into his future. That's my guy. That's the only guy I've had except for the 2017 season when he got hurt. That's the only guy I've played with and we've built up a special connection over the years and it's put us both in really good positions in our career. Not that he needed me to come along for it because he was already in that spot. And there's more. We established a lot together. Yeah, it would change a lot. It doesn't mean potentially I would be gone, but I definitely would do some extra thinking if my guy wasn't here. Yeah, because you want to go to a place maybe where your guy is. Right. Maybe if your guy is in Denver, that's where you want to go. Or if he goes to the Raiders, that's where you want to go. Or he goes to some other team, maybe that's where you want to go. The familiarity is transferable from one team to the next Otherwise, you're getting started from scratch with Jordan Love. And they still don't know what exactly. they have in Jordan Love. Exactly. That's Brian why they Gutekunst, can't move on. The GM of the Packers said after the first day of the draft that 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 Jordan Love has a long way to go. They, just, they Look, no preseason last year, limited reps, didn't play at all last season. They don't know what he can do. Devontae Adams doesn't know what he can do. Right. None of these guys know what he can do. And, 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 and he may get thrust into – the starting lineup if Aaron Rodgers isn't there I, I gotta think that's one of the things that you know panics the Packers as of right now and why you know they, they definitely would want Rodgers back this year just because yeah there's a there's a a huge you know flashing light microscope whatever you want to talk about on the Jordan Love pick and Green Bay the front office of course right Mike I mean they want to make sure when he does play it goes in the right direction it starts off in the right foot they're going to be judged by his success. So now he's coming off a year where there was no OTAs, no rookie mini camps, nothing like that. No, you know, weird training camp, no preseason football. So what the hell is he right now? Yeah, Gutenkust, Mark Murphy and company, they, they don't want to throw out a guy there that they feel like is not a ready product yet, right? Because that's just going to end up being more critical in, in their life and everything about what that pick was and everything there. So you're right. That's another huge issue here for the Packers is the fact that they don't have a guy that they can just go, well, we can make it do. I mean, I know they can make it do, but they don't want to make it do with a first round pick that they traded up to get and have gotten themselves in this situation. They want him to like hit the ground running and go, look, this is why we got rid of the other guy. He, this guy really can be something. And I'm sure that Jordan Love is not there yet. Devontae Adams also appeared with Peter King on his podcast. Yeah. Here is a question from Peter about Aaron Rodgers and what Devontae Adams had to say in response. 
What's been your reaction in the last couple of weeks to the, the stories about Aaron wanting out? Um, I mean, it's been tough, man. It's, you know, I've obviously spoke to him a little bit. Um, can't really share too much of what we talked about, but, um, you know, it's, it's just something that, you know, part of this business is you, you got to keep people happy. Um, and it's, it's tough because, you know, you have so much time invested in one place and you've done so much for one place. You just kind of hope to see that, that respect, uh, um, you know, reciprocated, I guess you could say. And when it doesn't work out exactly how you want, you have issues like this, but we're just being positive and, you know, I'm just sticking to my training, doing what I have to do to put myself in a position to be ready, whoever my quarterback is um, come season. Hope we're praying that it's still Aaron, um, just so we can continue what, we, what we've what we had going this whole time. But, uh, yeah, just, just going to continue working to see how it plays out. Do you have a gut feeling whether he will be a Packer this year or not? I don't, man. I'm just trying to be positive, keep my mind on it. I don't even want to, you know, bring anything else into this universe. I just want to think good thoughts and um, kind of downplay it in my head and just hope that, you know, at some point it just goes back to normal and uh, we show up to camp and everybody's ready to rock. Boy, he prefaced all that by saying I talked to him and there isn't much I can say, and then he said plenty. He said a lot, right. He said a lot without attributing it to Aaron Rodgers, but the information that he shared with Peter is information that necessarily comes from his interaction with Aaron Rodgers. And the idea that he doesn't have a gut feeling, that in and of itself is sure. a wow. Right. You have, you don't, and, 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 and I get the sense he's trying not to let himself indulge whatever gut feeling may flow from the information he has because that gut feeling could be. This guy's gone. Right. He doesn't so, want that. He uh, doesn't listen to that part yeah. of the gut. Right. I, I, I don't. I, yeah. I don't want. I don't want to pursue this feeling I have that if push comes to shove, he's not going to be here. And yeah, this is the guy who last week said, "Got to appreciate what you got while you got it." And Aaron Rodgers clicked the like button on that tweet. And look, part of what Adams also said it confirms the existence of an issue. You, you hope to see respect reciprocated. When you say that in this context, it confirms that Aaron Rodgers feels disrespected by the organization. Why? Because they traded up last year to draft Jordan Love without telling him and put him on a year-to-year -year arrangement where they hold all the cards and they decide after 2020, 2021, 2022, yeah. we continue. to. It, just, it confirms everything. What Devontae Adams said to Peter King in response to two questions, even though Adams was trying to be very careful and circumspect and guarded in what he shared directly from Aaron Rodgers. What he shared indirectly confirms everything, Chris. A hundred percent. And, you know, that's the maybe another aspect we haven't really talked about when you hit on this, like, subject. And there's, there's a lot, of course, different angles. But that's an aspect that I feel like maybe I haven't paid attention to. The locker room is going to be on Aaron Rodgers' side. The players are going to be, as much as, hey, they might, whatever. There's probably a few that think, hey, he's a baby or he complains too much or whatever. It doesn't matter. In the NFL, Aaron Rodgers is a guy that, even whether you like him or not, he's got enough pelts on the horses, the wall, whatever, general patches, our army, con I mean, he's got it all. You, you, you respect that guy and you give him the respect. And players general in a lot patches. I don't know what, what the, the hell, hell they are. General I don't, patches. You know the things that they put on there to give them. Uh, is that what they're called? Epaulets. Is that what they're called? I don't even know. Great. Yes. Medals. Yeah. Medals. Medals. Sure. Medals sounds medals? good. Those medals are good. I like the medals. Yes. 
But you don't you don't do that to a guy like Aaron Rodgers, especially not like yeah he's not in the prime of his career, but it's not like coming to an end as we've talked about so many times. So he's gonna have all the players looking through a Devonte Adams you know lens that we just heard, where it's like hey the you know you hope to get the respect that you get you know you give and you hope to get that back. Yeah, that's what he's referring to. Players are going to be they're going to be on Rodgers' side with this because they're going to feel he's been wrong. So Rodgers probably has very good support within the locker room. Especially from the guys who are responsible to catch the passes he throws that's a, because yeah. he retains a wide degree of discretion as to where he's going to throw those passes. Not that he has a ton of great options other than Devontae Adams. Still, that's his guy. Those guys are tied together and they've lived it. They've seen it. They surely had the same what the hell are the Packers doing Exactly, questions. right. When when right. they know how close they are yes. after the 2019 season right. to being a Super Bowl team, a first-round pick and a fourth-round pick are packaged together to go up and get a guy who, best-case scenario, will never play. That's the best-case scenario because we have Aaron Rodgers. Well, why are we doing this at the quarterback position? You know, Pey Peyton Manning never had a backup like that. The best quarterbacks don't need backups like that. Now, the Patriots did a little bit with Tom Brady, and it worked. Stir the pot a little bit, but never a first-rounder. No. So, I, yeah, other guys in the locker room are going to look at it, and they're going to be upset, too. Not as upset as the guy who's in the middle of it, but I'm not surprised Adam supports Rodgers, and my guess is if you lined up every guy on the locker in the locker room yeah. and had that same conversation, they would say – Basically, what Devonte Adams said. Yeah, agreed, a hundred percent. I mean, you you laid it out there perfectly. And and Kristen, put that graphic back up there with the wide receiver stats and everything. I mean, listen, this is wrong. This sheet is wrong. This is not a good look. This is if you're a top tier offense, you don't want to have one guy that says 115 receptions, and then the next guy is a tight end with 52 receptions. And let me just say, out of those 52 receptions, I'm going to say 25 of them are bootlegs where he came behind the line of scrimmage and caught the ball one yard deep or in the flat behind the line of scrimmage. So this speaks to the lack of weapons and sometimes the diversity and how they, you know, feature people within this offense. And it's not just right now. This has been a Rodgers thing for a while in Green Bay. But that... that Good, really good offenses, complete offenses, not offenses that are just good with a top 10 receiver and the second best quarterback in football that makes us think it's great. Really good offenses that have a lot of things, as we've talked about. They have more than one guy you have to focus on in the pass game. And that's where the Packers have done Rodgers wrong. And Adams, yeah, he loves it and all that type of stuff. But still, he's probably going, wait, I could get 115 still if we could get another receiver in here to get 70 receptions and be a dangerous guy and do all of that. Um, so he's going to continue to stick up with Rodgers. There's, there's no doubt about that. They have a special thing. I can speak from experience. It's not easy to get that type of chemistry that those two have. Uh, I've never even been on that level. But it is a special thing, and you don't want to give that away for anything. And I'm sure that's what Devontae Adams is scared of too. For clarity, that graphic that we have shown is the receivers and tight ends only. Aaron Jones isn't on there. He had 47 catches, yeah. 355 yards last year, uh, and a couple of touchdowns. So that adds to it. It's another weapon. It's another target. It's another guy 
higher up on the list, frankly, than everyone but Devontae Adams. Right. But as there, it relates that's, to yeah. receivers. Everybody's got running back that you can throw the football to. I don't right. want to I don't want to understate what Aaron Jones does for the offense, but when you're talking about receivers and tight ends, we talked earlier about Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, and they're doing what they can to invest assets for a guy like a Mecole Hardman. They hope right. Byron Pringle comes around. They found a way to keep Sammy Watkins last year. They understand you need yeah. to have an array DeMarcus of Robinson weapons. is no slouch. Just can't yeah. be the one guy right. who, until he gets double covered and taken away, you just feed him, and then you worry about where you're going to send the ball once Devontae Adams is blanketed sufficiently when he's tearing you up like we've seen him do so many times. So uh, bottom line, the silence continues from Aaron Rodgers, but we don't need to hear anything from Aaron Rodgers at this point to know there is a very real issue. It isn't going away. You know, one thing I noticed, though, yesterday that was fascinating to me, last week the Packers and the Broncos win totals were taken off of points bet. I checked all the major sports books last night. The Broncos are on at eight and a half. The Packers are still off. So I don't know what Vegas is thinking currently. I don't know if Vegas it, – it tells me they have concluded this guy isn't getting traded. The only question is, is, is he, he going to play, play for yeah. the Packers or is he going to sit or go to jeopardy or do something other than play football at all? Because the Broncos are back, the Packers are still off. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's what it is saying there. You're right. You know, and, and, and again, I mean, like you said the other day, if this does come to a point where finally, all right, both sides have had it. I mean, th there's teams that are going to come out of the weeds here and be interested in Aaron Rodgers and a trade market and trying to figure something out and anything like that. Um, but, man, it, it goes back to the root, root thing here. You know, yeah, there's issues here, everything like that. But can Rodgers really get his hands dirty and get muddy and everything like that? and really be the jerk that he probably needs to be to push himself out the door. And also within that, you know, sacrificing. Uh, he, he'd sa this is different, you know, than, than Peyton Manning leaving the Colts where the team was kind of going downhill and other things like even Brady leaving the Patriots. Like this team, yeah, even though we want them to have more help, they're still damn good as we've seen. And, of course, he makes them great and makes them that Super Bowl contender. And is he willing to sacrifice and leave that while he's still really good and, you know, playing at the top of his game? Man, I don't know. That's why I think the more time goes on here, I think Rodgers is slowly going to come back to Green Bay and not be and realize that, like, yeah, it's not perfect, but I like the coaches. I like the players. I'm damn good still, and we can still be damn good. And screw the front office. I'm going to play the year, and I'll make a mess of it after the year's over. But that's why I think they are taking the position they have because they believe at the end of the day he, that he won't will stay he, away. He yeah, won't right, right. sit out. Right. He won't pay back $11.5 million to skip this year. He won't give back the $6.8 million he's already earned in a roster bonus for this year. He won't give up one of the remaining years of his career because even if he doesn't play, Father Time is still going to push him one more trip around the sun and he's going to – be in a position where maybe he gets injured, maybe the fastball starts to lose some of it, uh, some of its oomph, maybe it's a little harder to get to the level of performance that he had last year. So why is he going to give a year of that up and and incur the wrath of the fan base if he doesn't show up for and and I look at the points on the calendar. You've got 
the OTAs, voluntary, but the OTAs are coming sooner rather than later. Does he show up for the OTAs? That'll be news if he doesn't. Mandatory minicamp in June. Does he show up for that? If he skips that, it's definitely news, and it lays the foundation for a potential training camp holdout. Then you've got the shareholders meeting in between mandatory minicamp and training camp. There's a lot of points on the calendar between now and training camp where we're going to get some clarity. Yeah. But I still think that at the end of the day, if he can find a way to backpedal, and I think that the comments last week, I think so too about this Friday, the, the John Kuhn remarks and the James Jones remarks, that was the start of it to him and did speak, didn't say, well, I can't speak for him. I feel like they were surrogates for Aaron Rodgers to begin to lay the foundation for him to eventually say, well, of course I was going to be here. Was there ever any doubt? What are you talking about? What's the big deal? What, why is everybody looking at me? What's why? Why is everyone concerned about you know that 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 nonsense? After he lights the fuse and the bomb goes off, and he wonders why you know there's shrapnel everywhere. That that I, I have a feeling. Yeah, it seems we're in like store it. right for that kind of a of a what's wrong with everybody? What what do you mean? I oh I unplug from social media for a couple of weeks and look at everything that's had just some you know some. Some not credible BS, like what we heard in hindsight. Yeah, I want to go back and watch his interview with Pat McAfee two days after the NFC Championship game, knowing what we know now. Yeah, I know. I, I, all the efforts tells, to downplay. Right. Oh, oh, do you want a new contract? Oh, well, you know, we always have conversations about it. Yeah, we have conversations about how you want out. Are those conversations every year? So um, I, I'm just I'm bracing for the Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why this is a big deal. And then he pivots and spins it back against us, either specifically or generally. It's our fault for making it a big deal. Baloney. I say in advance, and I'll say after the fact. Baloney. He's had extended opportunities to come out and say what's really going on, and his silence has only caused this to continue to boil. And the Devontae Adams comments to Peter King. Perfect example, Chris, of... Silence from Rogers, yeah. but talking privately to Still someone and out. someone making it clear that there's an issue. He, he, I, I was going to say he can't come out now and say there, there wasn't an issue. It's all overblown. He can. He can do whatever he wants, but we don't have to believe it. We can say you're full of it, pal. And I'm ready to say you're full of it, pal, when he tries to do that. Yeah, I know. I feel like we're past that point. I, hopefully, he would be smart enough to realize like he can't go backwards that way either. He can't put the toothpaste back in the toothpaste holder on that one. Can't but if most it. of the audience but, is dumb enough to buy it, yeah, if, then you then you can get away with it. Well, you're right. I mean, hey, listen, there you're you're right, and there is an audience out there that's dumb enough to buy just about anything right now. But yeah, I, I am going to be interested to see how he handles this situation altogether. And you know, you bring up the McAfee thing. I don't that, mean our audience. I don't mean our audience. I know. Is very and well you meant it as a whole, right? Right. I guess. I you. mean broader. Yes. yes Cheeseheads. Not all of them, but enough of them. Yes. The ones who would be inclined to be mad at him. If he comes back and says, hey, I love all of you. I love Green Bay. I'm not going anywhere. Their relief will be enough to get them to believe whatever it is he has to right. say. And they'll be mad at us for making a big deal about it and putting them through these weeks of angst. Well, he might be mad at us and the media and say, yeah, we spend it around. I'm going to be interested to see his don't approach. Don't care anymore. I'm going to don't be, care yeah, anymore. I, I don't think he's going to be stupid enough to do that this time around. And I would also say to, like, you know, the Green Bay Packer fans, yeah, again, I know Rodgers, hey, he's a pain in the butt and he's caused some issues here too, but what did you expect? What did you expect? This is still Green Bay's fault. You know, I'll go back to something I heard Mike Holmgren talking about this weekend. I mean, you got to know your quarterback and know that, like, if you make that kind of move, this is the kind of stuff that could happen. 
And that's where, like, I can't imagine Green Bay fans being too mad at Rodgers when all said and done, when he finally does say he wants to come back and all that or, or tries to, you know, mend, mend this together. But I, I want to ask you this, Mike. Like, back in January when you brought up that McAfee thing, right, do you think at that time – and I'm just I'm going to give you my sense. Like, I don't know. Do you think he really wanted to leave the team at that point? I think that at that point it was more about just getting the security from the contract, right? And then maybe it's manifested itself to not get the answers he wanted through these visits from everybody to then where it's like, okay, the hell with you guys. I want out of here. Or do you think he was kind of always like, I kind of want out of here from the get-go, even back to the McAfee interview? I think when he said what he said in January, he had the flow chart in his brain, if not reduced to writing somewhere as to how this is going to go. Yeah, Here's how you. this is going to go. I'm the MVP of football. You put this guy behind me. You traded up to get him. You're trying to prod me into becoming a better player, so I have to worry about what you'll do if I'm not a better player. I'm not going to play that game anymore. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to get a contract that is going to make Jordan Love irrelevant. It's going to tie the Packers to me. I'm tied to the Packers for as long as they want me, at least for three more years. They're not tied to me. They can get rid of me anytime they want. And maybe after one more year, they will. I'm not, I'm not going to go for that. I'm going to short circuit that. So the one way to do it is to try to get a new contract that would bind us together and get them to admit that they screwed up, get them to maybe trade Jordan Love, whatever the case may be, neutralize that threat. Yeah. I think that was one of the points, one of the boxes on the float chart. And if yes, they agree, problem solved. If no, that's when you continue to further steps and what, whatever the content of the conversations were, whatever prompted the brain trust to go out there at least three times to try to unruffle his feathers and it didn't work. I, I think he knew before he started down this path that one of the potential destinations would be, I'm done here, I want out, or at least an effort to get out, even if it ultimately on the float chart ends up Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. You know, the flowchart may have may have split early, but at the end of the day, the flowchart may come back together with the end result being he stays in Green Bay. Yeah, no, I, I mean, yes. I, I mean, I, I get it. I'd understand it. I mean, if I'm him, I'd probably, I'd err on coming back too. I mean, the I'm, you know, I'd be going, damn, I'm too good. We're, we're still too good, even though they haven't supported me. I mean, it was we were close last year, and they could have won the Super Bowl last year. They could have done it. They could have beat the Chiefs in that game and everything like that with the way Mahomes was hurt, everything there. I mean, it, it was there for the taking. So, you know, the other thing, too, here, like Matt Casey, our producer, who's, you know, he's a Mets and Jets fan, so he's not that smart, and he's lack of brain cells. <laughs> but he did. Jeez. He did. He My did bring God, up that a, was completely gratuitous. I know. Completely good. unnecessary. Uh, I feel like it was very necessary on a Tuesday morning. I got to do something to liven, me, liven this show up a little, get him going. But, like, what – he he brings up the point with like even the Jeopardy stuff with Rogers. Was that part of the plan of like putting pressure on the situation? I mean, knowing him and you know the way you explain it, I wouldn't doubt that either. That that was a little bit of a maybe a planned approach to put you know himself out there with the the hosting stuff too. But but, but think about it. We first heard uh, of the issue being a real thing after he cleared his two-week stint with Jeopardy. Before that, it was hyping Jeopardy. And when he made the media rounds, there was no reason for anyone to say, hey, Aaron, you're thinking about leaving the Packers this year? I mean, it did play out perfectly from the standpoint of 
He made multiple appearances aimed at maximizing the ratings for his two-week stint at Jeopardy. Oh, and it worked, by the way. And then when Anderson Cooper was hosting after Aaron Rodgers, that's when Aaron Rodgers diverts everyone's attention from Jeopardy. Don't watch him. Don't watch him. (laughs) Don't watch watch Aaron uh, Anderson Cooper. Don't watch Jeopardy anymore. Tune in and watch uh, NFL Network and Sports Center. Oh, and Peacock, by the way, PFT Live and PFT PM, uh, to find out what's going on with me and what I'm going to do. So, uh, look, as I've said many times, and I've gotten some pushback from folks via email, they think I'm giving Rodgers too much credit. They think that I'm overstating his overall intellectual capacity. But when you've proven that you're extremely smart, when you've won the celebrity tournament on Jeopardy, when you revel in your Wonderlick score in the presence of Brett Favre and make fun of him for his, allegedly, from the Jeff Perlman biography of Brett Favre, you're going to be regarded as a smart guy and people are just going to presume that there are no coincidences, there are no accidents, that everything you do is the product of careful and deliberate strategic thought chris yeah i I mean listen he's got that reputation there's no doubt he's not getting rid of that anytime soon and yeah the fact that we just have too many instances where it seems like everything was calculated and played a certain way to to not think or at least you know entertain the thoughts that this was all planned out and part of a big pr push and everything like that uh so yeah i don't know it's a crazy situation what an unreal off season i don't i've never seen anything like it franchise quarterbacks dangling from strings on uh from organizations like i've never seen before and i don't know where this is going to go but i'm going to play the i'm going to play the bet that he's going to come to his senses realize he's got a coach he likes some players and team he likes give the big old middle finger to the front office on a daily basis and just go out there and keep throwing touchdowns and he'll be back with the packers i just think we've gone too far down the road now to where i just don't see a trade or him ending up on another team at this point happening I found our post from 2016 after the Brett Favre book came out. And, and if, you, if you've never read it, it's, it, it holds up. It's, you know, it's the story of Brett Favre and everything that goes along with Brett Favre's experience in the NFL. When, when Aaron Rodgers showed up in 2005, he was bragging that he got – this is all from the book. This is all reportedly. This is all from the book. I'm not saying it's factual, but I don't think Jeff Perlman would have written these things if he hadn't vetted it. Rodgers was bragging that he got a 35 on the Wonderlick, and he said, Brett, what did you get? I have no idea, Favre said. Rodgers said, I do. I looked it up. You got a 22. And eventually, and that, that pissed Brett off. I bet. Uh, yeah. And eventually, Donald Driver, Packers receiver at the time, pulled Rodgers aside and said, Aaron, we get it. You're smart. Now shut the F up. So, uh, so we established way back Gotta in Got to put the rookie in his place. Yeah. <laughs> smart. <laughs> Uh, something else we were supposed to do in this segment and we haven't done yet, this concept of receivers who make the quarterback. Because with Devontae Adams, yes, he's very good, but the quarterback makes the receiver. Before we finally pull the plug on this segment, are there names that come to mind for you? I mean, we talked about Jerry Rice and Joe Montana yesterday. Did Rice make Montana? Did Montana make Rice? Who are the receivers that make the quarterbacks? There aren't a ton of them that you can point to and say, you could put any quarterback on the field, and this guy's going to be good with that receiver. No, you're you're right. And, I mean, a lot of the times it was, you know, like, again, yeah, would I say it's more Rice than Montana? Yeah, I would, but it wasn't like Montana was some slouch or something like that. So, all right. So, yeah, you're right. It's hard, actually, when you come, at, come to it to that, like, like, in the NFL right now. I mean, it's hard to find that guy right now as you talk about, like, a receiver that makes a quarterback. 
Uh, Allen Robinson's probably the guy that jumps out to me the most, right? He's like had thousand yard receiving se- receiving seasons with, you know, Trubisky and Nick Foles and all these other issues. But like through time, I'm gonna go Terrell Owens. He's one that probably jumps out there, right? For a guy that more times than not made his quarterback rather than the other side, t- other way around. I think your man Randy Moss probably fits that mold Absolutely. too, right? Other Absolutely. than the years with Brady, he's carrying the squad or carrying the offensive passing attack. When he was a rookie in 1998, there was a sense that you could put anyone out there who was capable of throwing the ball down the field, and that guy would have had a great season. They started the year with Brad Johnson, and they showed great promise. Week two, Brad Johnson breaks a leg. In comes Randall Cunningham. Randall Cunningham has a career rebirth. He'd been out of football altogether in 1996, was a backup in Minnesota in 97. 98, he's an MVP candidate. Why? Because he knew to look over at Randy Moss, and when Randy Moss was single covered, he dropped back and he, you know, cranked back the catapult and let it fly and Moss would go get it. Moss was the ultimate. As long as you have somebody who can get the ball in the air, right. he's going to make you look good because he's got the speed and he's got the ball skills, the body control, the ability to adapt and adjust to the ball on the fly where he's just going to go get it no matter where it's coming down. So. Moss was that guy yeah. throughout his Vikings tenure, and Dante Culpepper ultimately was the beneficiary of it from 2000 until he uh, he well until Moss left after the 2004 season. But uh, yeah, Moss without Moss to me is the ultimate receiver who made the quarterback. Yeah, he he. I think you might be right. He's up there. I'll give you another one that I think is a real good one that kind of like slips through the cracks every now and then. Andre Johnson, right? With that combination with Matt Schaub, you know, again, Matt Schaub had a great career. Uh, I would love to have his career. I'm just saying, like, man, Andre Johnson was a stud. He's one of the greatest of all time. He definitely made more of that, you know, relationship than than vice versa. That's another one that jumps out to me through the the test of time. You know, Tim Brown, other than his, like, Rich Gannon years, I mean, wh- who else was he really, you know, he was never a part of, like, a really awesome machine offense or anything like that. I'd sit there and say he could be one of those guys you could kind of, like, throw into that category that, hey, he could get open and kind of make a quarterback look good no matter what, especially in his prime. Uh, but, yeah, it's few and far between. S- Steve Largent, he might even fall in that category if you look at it, just top receivers all time. Just the fact that he doesn't have a quarterback you can really staple to his name, right, other than, you know, the old uh, – Jim Zorn. Yeah, Zorn, exactly. Right. I was thinking the old lefty coach. I couldn't think of his name. Hey, right, right. Hey, hey how, about, how about this, though? Yeah. How about the guy who caught passes from Matt Shaw, Brian Hoyer, Tom Savage, Case Keenum, TJ Yates, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brandon Whedon, AJ McCarron, Ryan Mallett, Brock Osweiler, and finally Deshaun Watson? That's how about DeAndre Hopkins? Oh, I, you know, you're right. You're right. It's, I, I, that's the the obvious one. It's because we have recent memory of him and Watson together. But you're right. The rest of that, it ain't that good. He was making the offense and the receiver. You're, he might be the biggest example of right now, and. Hey, I'll say Odell early in his career, what he was doing. I'm surprised you don't have a song for Odell Beckham Jr. I'm surprised it took you this long into the conversation to mention him. Well, I I know. It it hurts me. He hasn't played in a while. I mean, I I need him to play, and then I'll come up with a song. That's usually how it happens. I watch highlights, and I get happy, and I start humming songs, and that's how I come to these stupid things I do. I don't know. And Yeah, come on, OBJ. I need you out there. Let's go. 
Well, Odell Beckham's gotten it done with the Giants, and we've seen flashes with the Browns. And if he gets healthy, we may see more than flashes because that offense is getting better and better. We mentioned the Texans and all the quarterbacks they had with DeAndre Hopkins. They got a bunch of quarterbacks now. We don't know who's going to play. Nick Casario, GM of the team, spoke to the media yesterday about their quarterbacks in the wake of drafting Davis Mills out of Stanford. Let's take a break. When we return, we'll talk about what Casario had to say about the Texans quarterbacks and just where all that stands when PFT Live continues right after this. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For the world's greatest athletes. This is the showdown we've been waiting for. There is nothing like competing on the world's biggest stage. It's a world record again! Go for the United States! Unbelievable! And when that stage is Paris, anything can happen. I have never seen anything like this! How about that? An Olympics unlike any other. What a performance! The Paris Olympics. This summer on NBC and streaming on Peacock. We as eager as everybody else to see Mills once he does get on the field. Yeah, I think we're eager to see everybody. I think it's we got to be careful about going out there, watching one throw, and making a judgment off of like I made a great throw, looked good today. Like honestly, I don't even know what that means. So again, <laughs> it's about stacking days on top of each other and just having a good series of days, weeks, months, and then by the end of let's call it, you know, mini camp or whenever that is that they actually have something in place to feel confident so they go out there in training camp, they can actually go out there and perform at whatever capacity they can. Nick Casario, Texans general manager, meeting with reporters yesterday at a golf tournament down in Houston. They have a strange situation at quarterback. You've got Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson, I say at the earliest he shows up just before training camp, anticipating that he would be placed on the commissioner exempt list and paid for the year to not play for the Texans. Either way, the idea of him wearing a Texans helmet, I think is slim at this point. Then they've got Tyrod Taylor, who they signed as a free agent for about what? 10, $12 million for this year. He's the de facto starter for now. Then they trade for Ryan Finley, the guy who came in and beat the Steelers on Monday night last year, showed some, some flashes of ability. He adds to the depth chart. And then they use, a third-round pick on Davis Mills, the quarterback out of Stanford. The guy that was the betting favorite to be the sixth quarterback taken, he ends up being the eighth quarterback taken in the draft after Kyle Trask, then Kellen Mond, and obviously the first five. And uh, regarded by Coach David Culley as the steal of the draft. So they've got four guys. You know, they say if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. I don't know what it means when you have four, but they're going to have options. And they're going to have to figure out, as Casario said, through this process, 
which guy is going to be. We can take Watson off the table, even though he's on the roster, but between Taylor and Finley and Mills, one of those guys is going to be the starter week one. Yeah. And at this point, I don't think they know. I don't think anyone else knows. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I would bet on Tyrod Taylor with the amount of money they gave him. He's the only one with, like, real experience. You're right, Finley, you know, had a moment last year, showed some, like, progress. You know, it was a little rough for him the year before that when he played. Davis Mills, see, the good thing is, is with, like, a guy like Davis Mills here, so they could start Tyrod Taylor and now you have Finley, who, yes, we've shown that can be a little bit of a backup and win you a game if you need be. But I think that's also what Davis Mills is, let alone maybe something for the future. Like, maybe that guy. But Davis Mills was one of the most, if not the most. He was he was really probably only behind Mac Jones as far as like being polished. NFL reads in the pocket, really playing the position to like the true pocket form type of guy. That's what he is. Davis Mills and because of that he's a little bit maybe more mature than some of the you know other rookie quarterbacks I mean on the field and what he's experienced and all that to where I think he can you know run a pro offense and not have a huge learning curve here you know early on in his career because of what he did in Stanford so it's like a double whammy with that pick maybe we got a starter for the future in Davis Mills I don't think he's that I'll say that you know I think he's a really awesome high-end backup quarterback for the most of his career, but hopefully he proves me wrong. But at the very least, yeah, you take a shot in the dark that could be the future, and, hey, he's a polished rookie who can we, – we can win games and make do if Tyrod did get hurt early in the year and we got to throw somebody in there. We need to talk to the folks at Points Bet about yeah. the over-under as to when Tyrod Taylor – uh, is not available to play due to Dr. whatever Needle. injury. Dr. Needle. Right. Whatever the case may be. <laughs> We've seen this movie with Tyrod Taylor. Seriously. He's the starter. There's a rookie. At some point, he yields to the rookie. Now, it's not as preordained this year as it was in 2018 when he was with the Browns and it was Baker Mayfield, or last year when he was with the Chargers and it was Justin Herbert, even though Anthony Lynn, coach of the Chargers at the time, was saying to anyone who would listen, Justin Herbert's not playing, Justin Herbert's not playing, Justin Herbert's not playing, enter Dr. Needle. And there goes Tyrod Taylor again. So I agree with you. He'll probably start the season. I just wonder if by Halloween he'll still be the quarterback for the Houston yeah, Texans. Another thing question. on Mills. Yeah. Another thing on Mills. And and this was the question that was posed to Casario yesterday. Uh, Stanford head coach David Shaw said that Davis Mills is one of the steals of the draft. What do you think about that? Said Casario, I'm not a draft expert. I have a lot of respect for David Shaw, so you can talk – to David about what he thinks. We're just glad that we have players that we have in the building. I Look, I, a general manager is a draft expert. I, I, I guess he was probably trying to be funny or deflect it, but I'd like to think most fans would look at the 32 general managers in the NFL and say, there's the draft experts who have skin in the game. Yeah. None of the other ones, <laughs> right, not, all the other right. ones are just talk. You better be a draft expert if you're going to be, if you're going to be putting in the picks for an NFL team. Well, I'll say it for him. He is a draft expert. He is. He clar he classifies that. But, you know, that's a tricky thing to say. You know, if you're a GM and you say, oh, well, well I'm, a, I'm a draft expert too, the first time you mess up on a draft pick, everyone's like, oh, this idiot. Oh, let's start a meme on him. He said he's a draft expert. He picked this guy. So it is like in this era right now, it's hard to say stuff like that at times. You know, and he's probably talking about like, it really, what I took it more, though, if anything, is just like 
he's not a draft expert as far as the history of the draft and who's the biggest steal ever. I, I really don't know. But either way, well, hey, there was there was people on both sides of the fence with Davis Mills, and obviously the Texans really believe in him. The fact that they put his name on the card, and it happened quickly when it went. Yes, uh, Kyle Trask, and then Kellen Mond, right? And then boom, you've got you've got Davis Mills. I, I think they realized if we're going to jump, we better jump now. And and look to the extent that Mills was favored to go before Trask and Mond. Hey, the Texans may have been one of those teams that regarded Mills as better, and and that they view it as a gift that Mills slipped through the cracks yeah. to them, and now they can start to build something for the future, a future that undoubtedly will not include Deshaun Watson being on the field. However his situation works out, it continues to be incredibly quiet. We are a couple of weeks into this period of the lawyers saying not a word after this nonstop rapid-fire pointing fingers, social media, press releases, public uh, statements – it, it tells me something's going on aimed at trying to resolve. It, it's, that's the only explanation at this point. They're trying to resolve these cases. So Deshaun Watson can continue his football career and yeah. still be potentially traded to someone before training camp opens. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. Um, one guy who's not afraid to talk is Rob Gronkowski. He had some things to say about former and potentially future teammate Julian Edelman. We'll let you hear from Gronk when PFT Live continues right after this. false impression that you would actually hear from Rob Gronkowski. We don't have the sound. I guess I can read the you quote. You liar, you. Like what a liar. I can read it like I'm Rob Gronkowski. Okay, let me hear Ooh, your Rob Gronkowski Ju voice. Ju Jules was an unbelievable player, and he literally <laughs> gives it his all for his teammates. I just wish the best for Julian to heal up. <laughs> Obviously, in his little... <laughs> I can't do it. That sucks. I thought that was anyway. really good. I thought it was good. I liked it. Uh, a um, for effort. I'm with you. I like so, it. So, so what he says is, I'm hoping he heals up. I want the best for him. I've been in that situation before. I believe... I believe if Julian truly heals up whatever's hurting on him and he fully heals and feels good, I think he'll be back. I don't see why he wouldn't be back I eventually be in the back future. in the NFL. Maybe a year or two away. Remember... remember when, when, what was that? Two years ago, we cast him Terminator. in a reboot of the Terminator, right. and I actually counted the number of lines that Arnold Schwarzenegger had in the original. Yes, and we concluded that Gronk could pull it off. Right, it was oh, seventeen, I think. Oh, oh, I'll be back in sixty-nine minutes. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> You're on a roll today. I love it. Uh, well, these, anyway, anyway, yeah. anyway, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Despite everything Julian Edelman says, one of his former teammates, Rob Gronkowski, continues to be convinced he'll be back. Well, I, I mean, you know, again, I, I'm not going to buy it right now. Just from the things I do know and the status of Julian Edelman's body, like it doesn't sound like this is something where it's like around the corner and he might heal up. I, and I understand there's going to be speculation about this all year long because of Brady and Gronk and everything like that. You know, but, man, these are two peas in a pod. It's... You know, even though they're two different bodies and kind of an approach to life, there was a common like Gronkowski Edelman psychoness, obsessiveness 
about football and being all in and playing no matter what. And that's what the bond with that Patriots team is and was. They had so many of those guys. That's where the great scouting of New England and Bill Belichick came into came in handy. They built guys that, you know, weren't hostages, volunteers, as they say. Loved the game, always wanted to be there. Oh, what? I have a bad, badly hurt ankle. So what? I'll try to play this week. The hell with it. Uh, so that's where probably Gronk can't really believe that Julian's going to walk away here. During the draft-a-thon that unfolded during the draft coverage itself, I still don't understand why they do that during the draft. Why not do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday before the draft? Because who's really watching the online draft-a-thon while the draft is on anyway? That's just my own you know, unsolicited thoughts by Mike programming suggestion for the folks at NFL Media. Brady, possibly after having a belt or two of avocado tequila, said, we know Julian didn't retire. Let's be honest. He's just too scared to tell Bill he wants to come to Tampa. <laughs> I love there. that. I didn't see that. That was that was the joke from Tom. No, you didn't work that. Well, you did work that Friday, and you still didn't see it. But anyway, that was the joke from Tom Brady. And, and Julian Edelman played along with it, but eventually Edelman made it clear he's done. And look, you can't move Foxborough Forever merchandise if you leave the door cracked open that right. may be back. Right. So it's in his business interest, JulianEdelman.com, Foxborough Forever, registered trademark. I have a feeling not quite selling as briskly as he would have thought, but uh, once you sell all your Foxborough Forever gear, then you can then you can be Tampa Bay bound. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, I, I, you know. I, I don't know. I don't. This is one where I don't get or see this happening. You know, I don't either. But no. I but we can't but ignore right. Gronkowski saying it over and over. No, again. I know Gronk's not going to give it up. I mean, he's not. But but you're right. Uh, you know, Edelman. I think this is this is an issue that he had been dealing with the last two years, and even Brady's last year in New England, he limped to the finish line and made that season happen. And it was a lot of work, I think, to get ready for the year last year. And, of course, it finally just fell apart to where he feel, feels like he can't do it anymore. So we'll see. I mean, it'd be awesome if it came November and all of a sudden he's signing with, with Tampa Bay and we got something to talk about like that. I'd love that. that that's for sure. We spent all of the 2019 season yeah. wondering when Rob Gronkowski was going to return to the Patriots and there was a specific deadline if you're on the reserve retired list where you have to get off of it once and for all and come back with Edelman who was cut by the Patriots there's no point in late November early December he can sign with anyone anytime up to and including Super Bowl week he can sign with a team so he's a free agent he's available whether it's this year whether it's next year whether it's the year after it's something we just have to keep an eye on and and we've seen it before Guys will say with 100% certainty that something's going to happen, and then the exact opposite eventually happens. And, and what, what are we going to do? Oh, you lied. Or, oh, you. It, we just go with it when it yeah, happens. Yeah. So we have to keep an eye on it. All right. Uh, usually it's four-letter words around here that can potentially get us in trouble. A five-letter word. Previously, we weren't allowed to use. We now have no choice but to utter that five-letter word repeatedly. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after this. What word are you talking about? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.